Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. Writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we'll talk about how to make family names like Jones and Bellman plural, and we'll look at why we sometimes ask how come instead of why. But first, I want to remind you about my Better Writing video course at LinkedIn Learning. It's 17 short videos on basic writing topics like active voice, commas, and bulleted lists. The feedback has been great, and there's a good chance you'll be able to get it free through your university or county library, your corporate LinkedIn account, or if you're a U.S. veteran. So check it out. That's Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing at LinkedInLearningAndLynda.com. Spending time with family is a big part of the holidays, and thinking about family reminded me of a few tricky little quirks of family names and family words that can confuse people. So today, I'll tell you how to make family names plural, even those that end in X, Y, and Z, how to refer to more than one brother or sister-in-law, and how to formally address more than one man and more than one woman. First, let's figure out how to make family names plural. Family names are like brand names. You don't change the base spelling. For example, you make Blackberry the Fruit plural by changing the Y to I-E-S, B-E-R-R-I-E-S. But you make Blackberry the Phone plural by simply adding an S to the end, B-E-R-R-Y-S. And it's the same with names. Kennedy becomes the Kennedys, and Disney becomes the Disneys, both with just a Y-S at the end. A newsletter subscriber named Julie asked if she should make the last name Bellman plural by making it Bellmen, and the answer is no. Something like Bellman becomes the Bellmans. It's a name, so you still just add S to the end. Some names, however, need an E-S to become plural. Names that end in S, X, Z, CH, and SH, for example. The Joneses invited you to hold ladders while they hang lights. The Foxes decorated four Christmas trees. The Alvarezes went to visit their grandmother. The Churches sang in the Top Hat Choir. The Ashes got stuck at the train station. And the Flaxes brought pumpkin pie. All those names, Joneses, Foxes, and so on, end in E-S. An exception, though, is that you just add S when the X is silent. For example, the Devereaux brought pumpkin pie. 
you just add an S to the end because unlike the name Fox, you don't pronounce the X at the end of Devereaux. So it just gets a lone S to make it plural. The Devereaux's brought pumpkin pie, D-E-V-A-R-E-A-U-X-S. The same rules apply to first names. If you have two cousins named Alex, they are the Alexes, with an E-S at the end. Next, never use an apostrophe to make a name plural. With names, apostrophes are for possessives. And if you're making a plural name possessive, you add a lone apostrophe to the end. The Joneses' dinner was a success. J-O-N-E-S-E-S apostrophe. Jones is with an E-S at the end because it's plural, and then an apostrophe to make it possessive. J-O-N-E-S-E-S apostrophe. Now that we have the basics of making names plural, we can move on to trickier plurals, the in-laws. One thing that makes it tricky is that we call a group of them collectively the in-laws, but that's not how you make them plural when you're talking about a smaller group. For example, if sister-in-law one and sister-in-law two are in the kitchen, you can safely gossip about those two sisters-in-law while you're in the living room. They'll never hear you over the music. And if you caught that, you make in-law compounds plural by making the noun part plural, since the women are primarily your sisters, and the in-law part just further describes what kind of sisters they are. The same holds true for other in-laws. They are your brothers-in-law, your father's-in-law, and your mother's-in-law. The fact that we refer to them all as in-laws is just shorthand. Dictionaries call it back formation. Now onto the plural of Mr. Another newsletter subscriber named Tom asked me to comment on the use of Messrs, M-E-S-S-R-S, which is the odd plural of Mr. It's an abbreviation for the French word messieurs, and for some reason I've never been able to find, we use that instead of misters. I suspect it's because the abbreviation for misters would be MRS, which looks like the title for a married woman. The plural of Mrs. MRS is MMES, short for Madame, and the plural of Miss is Mrs. MISSES. The plural of Ms. is less clear. It originated in the 1950s, and various sources report that the plural can be MSES, MSS, or MMES. If the need to make Ms. plural arises, pick the form you like and be consistent. In American English, a period is required after the abbreviations. But in British English, no punctuation is required. They don't put periods after those kinds of abbreviations. Tom also asked whether he should reserve Messers for men with the same last name or whether it's acceptable to use for any two men. Either is fine. It can be used to refer to two male family members with the same last name, as in Messers Smith have arrived covered in mud or to refer to two unrelated men, as in Messrs. Bartleby and James should liven up the party. My impression is that Messrs. is used more often in Britain than in the United States, but it's not common in either region. And with that, I wish you more mud than gossip at your holiday gatherings. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! 
It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com grammar today. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. A listener named Barbara wrote in wondering about the phrase, how come? She wrote, The other day I was formulating a question for a Google search in my mind and started out with the phrase, how come? I then quickly realized that I should probably use the word why instead. Then I noted to myself that my natural tendency was to say how come instead of why, and this made me wonder how common that is. Is it a regional kind of thing where people in certain parts of the world would tend to say one more than the other? Or is it a speaking versus writing issue, formal versus informal, or what? Well, that's a great set of questions, Barbara. The oldest reference for how come in the Oxford English Dictionary is an entry in Bartlett's Dictionary of Americanisms, published in 1848. Now, although the OED says how come was invented in the United States, the entry in Bartlett's indicates it originated in England. The entry reads, quote, doubtless an English phrase brought over by the original settlers, unquote. Regardless of whether how come truly originated in the United States, a search of the text in books scanned by Google Books shows that at least in those books, it's still more common in American English than British English. So there are regional differences, at least at the country level. And yes, how come is considered to be more informal than why. The OED labels it as colloquial, and you're more likely to see it on Twitter than in a corporate annual report. 
As for speaking versus writing, this is getting a little bit beyond my research skills, but if I control for how big the databases are, it looks like how come appears more often in a corpus of spoken English than in a corpus of written English. And that matches what my guess would be. Since it's informal, I'd expect it to be more common in spoken English than in written English. Barbara also asked where we get the phrase, how come? Well, how come is believed to be short for how did it come about that? How is it that? Or how comes it? For example, here's a line from the British poet Edmund Spencer's Sonnet 30 that uses the older, longer phrase. How comes it then that this her cold so great is not dissolved through my so hot desire? That's from 1611. And here's an even older one from Machiavelli's The Prince, published in 1513. How comes it that the church has attained such greatness in temporal power? Even in that type of use, it can be how come instead of how comes. For example, here's a line from a British book from 1817 talking about young animals. How come they to run so naturally? But we love to shorten things. Pantaloons became pants and omnibus became bus. And how comes it that became how come. Now, Barbara noted that how comes it that means something slightly different from why. How something came to happen can be different from why it happened. All I can say is that how is an extremely old word that goes all the way back to Old English. And therefore, like many extremely old words, it has a lot of different subtle meanings. The OED shows how alone, meaning both how comes it that and why, as far back as the year 1340. In the citation that's closest to modern English, there's a line from the 1611 version of the King James Bible that at the time was written, How saidest thou she is my sister? which in modern translations is written as, why did you say she's my sister? So I can't exactly answer the question of why how come is interchangeable with why, except to say that although the two words can mean different things today, how has had a sense of why in its meaning for a very long time. Thanks for the questions, Barbara. Finally, I have a familect story from Andy that seems appropriate for the holidays. Hi, Mignon. This is Andy calling from New Jersey. Big fan of the show. Love listening to Grammar Girl. So we have a familect, and it's a, a phrase. When someone eats too much bread, which really means they've had a little too much to drink. Dates back to a family vacation with my in-laws, my wife, my um, my wife's family, you know, her sisters and their kids, and my nephew, who at the time was probably about five or six. And with all inclusives, you know, you're on these vacations and you're drinking and then, you know, you don't realize sometimes how much you've actually had. So one night at dinner, my mother-in-law was um, a little tipsy, shall we say. And my nephew noticed a little behavior that was different from grandma. And... No one wanted to say why grandma was behaving the way she was. So when my nephew said, what is going on with grandma over there? Is she okay? The answer back was, oh, she she ate too much bread. So that became sort of the new phrase 
uh, from that dinner that night. Whenever someone's had a little too much to drink, we always say, oh, they've, they've eaten a little too much bread. And that's it, Mignon. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, Andy. I did. If you want to share your family dialect story, the story of a word your family and only your family uses, leave a voicemail at 83-321-4-GIRL, and you might hear it on the show. And be sure to tell me the story behind it, because that's always the best part. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find me at the home of my podcast network, quickanddirtytips.com. Thank you to my producer, Nathan Sams. And that's all. Thanks for listening. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.